The following audio was recorded during a meeting of the Department of Offense. It is not suitable for children, the easily offended, or anyone with actual taste. You have been warned. Jane Goodall motorboating a gorilla's fucking milk. I would make a lot of rectangles. I could never do squares right. We all had to put pants on this week because you're here. And now it's time. For the Department of Offense. Welcome to episode 76 of the Department Woo. of Offense. I'm your host, Casey. Joining me, as always, is Carlos. I'm right here. <laughs> He's so excited today. So excited. He'll wake up. It'll be fine. And Matt. Hello. Yeah, I'm small. awake. Yay, Matt's awake. All right, we're good. We're good. Matt's awake. And... We have reorganized the studio. Uh, for those of you guys watching watching live, uh, you can we we have a couple of cameras set up. You can see we have a slightly new layout. A lot more room down here, Matt. Yes, a lot I more love it. room. And I have this whole like command center thing that I'm not <laughs> sure what to do with yet. There's a lot of shit going on behind me. It's all good. Uh, it, it feels weird having everything off to the side. Having three computers me. over by you. Yeah. Instead of just two. Yes. I don't. <laughs> it's another whole computer. I don't know how to deal with it. So, Carlos, what have you been up to this week? Well, I uh, read a couple more uh, books in the Iron Druid series. That was fun. I also, uh, for the first time ever, uh, yesterday in the morning, before I went to sleep, I watched Nightmare Before Christmas. Ooh. Wait, that was the first time you'd seen Nightmare yeah. Before Christmas? Never seen wow. That. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. Yeah. What's your favorite part? What's this? What's, What's this? this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that was fun. I love that movie. That's just a fun thing to like. If you're, if you just want to annoy somebody, you just start going around. What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? I mean, my dad took me to that when it came out in the theaters. Yeah, it's it's such a good movie. Same with Hocus Pocus. I remember those two vividly. Hocus Pocus, man! Every Halloween. Mm-hmm. And then that cat gets run over and reinflates itself. <laughs> yeah. That was a weird special effect. It was a good one. The you think it's just like a- the uh, vacuums? <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Jimmy is the greatest. She is hilarious. All right. Um, I got to turn Carlos up. Apparently, but no, <laughs> that's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. Well, Carlos, apparently you're just being really quiet today. Well, I'm sorry. I'm it's not actually sorry. I was be. just saying I was sorry. I know. I know you're not sorry. I know you're not sorry. That's right, guys. You can listen to this show live every Saturday. The time varies, but it's on Saturdays all the time. Just watch our Facebook uh, feed for updates, and you can uh, catch all the streams at blindnewsstudios.com slash live. And why would they wish to do something like that? Because then they can see our glorious faces. And, and you can chat to us while we talk. Yeah, and you can join in on the conversation. You can interrupt us like an interrupting cow. Moo. Moo. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that it, our conversations are lost causes anyway. So, uh, You're probably Yeah, you right. might just make it better. Like, really, they could just, like, sleep in a little bit more. And then maybe... Uh, Carlos, it's 11 o'clock. Nobody's sleeping at 11 o'clock. Uh, on Peter, Saturday. I think, is. I would have been. That's <laughs> lazy. Where are you, Peter? You're supposed to be Oh, here. Peter. So, Matt, what have you been up to this week? Uh... Sleeping, <laughs> watching Netflix. Me and my mom watched uh, seven episodes in a row of Orange is the New Black. She never saw it before. Good stuff. Then we finished it last night. The we first a, season? The first season. She was obsessed. Really, the second season's that, better. You watched that with your mom. Oh, yeah. 
she was obsessed with weeds when that came out too. So I'm like, yeah, you'll probably like this. And yep, she loves it. It's a lot of prison sex. Yeah. That's okay. A lot of prison sex. That show has a lot of prison sex, guys. It does <laughs> seem to have that. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, Donna. Donna, she's she's pretty. Right? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I was surprised when I saw her. I was like, hey, that's the girl from that yeah, right? show. Yeah, The black hair, it throws me she off. And her, her eyebrows, like, ways, like, thinned out, too. She, she has some weird eyebrows going on. I'm not really sure what to do with that. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. She looks like one of the suicide girls. Yeah. But wait, wait until you start season two. I already it, finished it. Okay. Yeah, it's really good. Season two blows season yeah. one out of the water. They're two completely so different stories. Like, it's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Though, um... Mild spoiler alert. I will, I guess, not really. But the uh, the sub story with uh, her boyfriend was I th- I felt kind of weak. You mean in the second season? In the second season. Yeah, I was happy it was weak because that was annoying me. Yeah, that was just arguing and arguing and arguing. Nothing was happening. Well, yeah, no, it. but it was just I I don't know. Like, well, and who who would have a baby and then go to Alaska? <laughs> that that seems good. like a terrible decision. I mean, besides Carlos, there's Donna. She's got a bit thicker eyebrows. That's better. Yeah. It. Or maybe it's just the color. Maybe the red look. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, I I have been well getting set reset up in the studio. I mean, we did we did a bunch the other night till one thirty. I think. Yeah, we were down here till one thirty, just rearranging the studio for fun. For funsies, guys. For funsies. It looks a lot better. You guys definitely need to check out this video. It's pretty badass. It's baller. It's not that badass. They have to actually look at a video. Yeah, You have to be here. There's not. Really so yeah, anything. you should come to the show and there's, then we'll interview you. There's not really anything exciting about looking at somebody else's basement. I disagree, Carlos. <laughs> they can look around and say, yeah, you know, it could be a much worse disaster. But, uh... Fuck really... you, Carla. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it like there's nothing exciting about it. I was excited, and therefore it's exciting. Well, I mean, obviously you're like aiming low here, then. Yeah, Carlos, <laughs> what show do you think you're on? That's a good point. That's, uh... <laughs> we are the lowest common denominator. That's a good point, I suppose. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, Steam sales. I've been playing some Stanley Parable. Yeah, enjoying oh, it. Stanley. Yeah. It's such a fun game. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Stanley Parable is a game where you play an office worker. And a mysterious narrator tries to tell you what to do. And you don't listen to him. Or, or you can listen to him. Or you him. can listen to yeah. him. That's a fun game. It is. I have to download it. It's 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 very, very good. Yeah, I just have the one achievement left in it. I have to play for the entirety of a Tuesday. That's the last achievement I have left. <laughs> Why haven't you done that yet, Carlos? Because it means that I'd have to leave my computer on for 24 hours. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Seems like a lot of work. What if it like crashed or something, or like it, or, or like the computer decides, to say, "Hey, I'm going to restart now." That'd suck. Or, or you could just play Stanley Parable for 24 hours. That's silly. That's not necessary. I think it might be. I no, think it might be. Oh, Carlos, I had a question that I wanted to ask you the other day, but I figured I'd wait until the show. What are your thoughts on Arbor Day? <laughs> Arbor Day? Yeah, well... Isn't that where you plant trees? Yeah. That's the day where everyone plants trees, because you have this thing where you hate trees. Yeah. And I, I just, I just want to know what your thoughts on Arbor Day being a national Why do you holiday. hate trees? 
Well, because they spread pollen, and pollen just literally tries to kill you. No, I... <laughs> the around. trees are not spreading the pollen that you're allergic to. It's probably ragweed or something. Well, there's also, like, trees that spread pollen, so there. <laughs> I... And there's also trees that try to kill people. Like the one in Australia. The one in Australia, yes. Carlos is convinced that the tree in Australia is sentient and murdering people. I'm not saying that's sentient. I'm just saying don't. Maybe keep that in mind. <laughs> just don't go near it. Yeah. <laughs> so then you must have loved The Happening. I never watched it. Oh. Because that gave sounds it away. absolutely horrible. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Spoiler alert, apparently in the happening, the trees are trying to kill Never everybody. said no, either. No. You see people were just killed by, the, in that movie, they were killed by People are going crazy and killing so. themselves, and then it ends up being the tree's pollen that's killing, like, making them go insane and kill themselves, or turn into raging killers. It's not his best work. It's no. not uh, M. Night's uh, oh, best work at M. Night well, Shittalon. And M. Night hasn't had a good movie since... Unbreakable? Sixth Sense. Unbreakable's amazing. It's so long. Okay, it's fun though. Yeah, it's fun, but it's not. I don't know. It's, it's not. It's not a superhero movie, no, because it's slow. But you know what? It's. I think it's my favorite of all of his stuff. Oh, the the M Night Shyamalan yeah. movies. But anyways, about Arbor Day. Yeah, it's. I think it's silly that people are planting all these plants that are going to turn around and try to kill them. Why haven't you started an anti-tree lobby, Carlos? That's silly. To be a lobbyist, you have to have money. That you throw at everybody else. Well, not not if you just become a lobbyist. Where am I going to get that money? No, you just... Well, first you need to find, like, go work for the oil company and become a lobbyist for them. And then just steal all their money and lobby for anti-trees and more oil. Mm-hmm. I suppose that they would be all for uh, me trying to kill the environment. But I think they're, they're probably more efficient about it than I am. <laughs> probably. Probably. All right. We got some beers in front of us. We're doing something a little different this week. Uh, last week we had the 2013 Harvest or Southern uh, Hemisphere Fr- Harvest Fresh Hop IPA from Sierra Nevada, uh, and so this week we picked up the 2014, and we figured it would be fun to try the 2013 side by side with it. So that's what we're gonna do today. Uh, if you remember, I really liked the 2013. Carlos didn't care for it. I didn't care. So for we'll it. see if uh, any anything changes here. Why is one an IPA and one an ale? They're both IPAs. Ooh, okay. They just didn't write IPA on that one. Yes. Okay. All right. So the 2013's going around first. We need more people around the table to easily uh, rotate right? this. Yeah, that'd be nice. Well, next week, we'll have a full studio. Oh, yes. Eric's father's coming? Yeah, special guest, Eric's dad. And... Your dad's welcome to join us, too. I don't know what he'll be doing, but okay. okay. Well, I mean, we are we are trying, you know, his favorite beers. So. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> and uh, we have a very special show planned for next week, so you guys are definitely going to check that out. Listen live. It'll be a fun show to listen live to, and it'll probably go a little long. I'll be here, too. Doesn't that make it special as well? No, always, Carlos, you're, Carlos, you're here always. every every show, so I don't know if not that makes every it. every show. I'm not here every show. Every Department of Offense in the past year you've been on. Yes, but not every show. You're right. Well, not I think, every what, show. like two of them you missed, maybe? Carlos doesn't do Homebrew Bound. Oh, uh, okay. And he doesn't do Soundwave. I thought you were just talking about every show of Department of Offense. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. I'll pass over that beast. Beast. 
Play some Edward Forty hands. <clears throat> All right, so uh, I guess I'll go over this while people are trying it quick. All right, so what you guys remember from last week, this is an American IPA that comes in at 6.7% ABV, uh, made with all New Zealand hops. Um, so you got Pacific Hollertau as the bittering, uh, flavored with New Zealand Matueco, Mateco, and New Zealand uh, Southern Cross. Uh, That's last, a good song. Last week we were we heard, uh, a lot of just a ridiculous amount of melon in the 2013. I don't know if the 2014. Yeah, is there's be something the same. like that. Yeah, melon um, is a good one. Yeah. So Carlos. Well, the uh, older one, I I still think it's a little bitter. I just don't like the bitter, the specific bitter taste that they went with uh, mm-hmm. on it. But of course, that also could be because it might be a little bit different since it's from the southern hemisphere instead of uh. So the uh, other. No, you know, the northern one? Yep. So, I haven't tried the new one yet, though. Okay. So, I'm going to get that. All right. Uh, Matt? They taste completely different. They do, don't they? Massively different. And neither oh, of them wow. really taste like an IPA. It, well, it's it's not your traditional American yeah. IPA, so. Interesting. What 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 do you think? Uh, One second. All right. Okay. So, here here are my initial notes. Uh, the, the 2013, the older one, um... A much harsher, harsher bitterness, especially on the aftertaste. It it comes and it just lingers. It stays and sticks around. On the 2014, uh, it's a lot. It's a lot lighter. That melon comes through. It's a lot brighter. Holy hell, yeah! The the melon is just it's slapping you in the face multiple yeah. times, and it's amazing. It's kind of like they just strained the melon out of the 2014 one. Like it's like <laughs> right. every year they'll just take another flavor out until it's just yeah. Uh, I mean the the melon is still in the 2013 barely. It's but it's it's buried under like that vegetal hop character, and this has a lot more. It's just a lot brighter, and so yeah, I highly recommend getting this fresh because fresh. This is something I could drink yeah. every day. I wouldn't mind having this on tap, right, Carlos? Yeah, I like the fresher one better. It's not as a uh, not so much of a dark bitterness going on with the uh, 2013. Mm-hmm. Are you picking up the melon in this one? Because last week you couldn't pick up melon. I am actually. I'm getting a little bit more of that. Okay. Not by much though. I maybe I just can't uh, taste melon very well. It's possible. It it. Uh, I guess the best way to describe it is like watermelon candy. Yeah. Like you know watermelon flavor. That's that's what I'm getting. I do like uh, Jolly Ranchers. So. <laughs> Yeah, I like the 2014 better too. I yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like the la- well. I like the label on the 2013 better though. Yeah, that is pretty sweet. Of course, we also may have. Uh, it also sat around for a y- extra year though. So oh no! A- yeah, yeah, and that's that's and I I have a feeling Wait, if this one's been sitting here for a year, not not here for a year. Oh, I was gonna say <laughs> no. Beer doesn't last that long around here. <laughs> Unless it's Hebrew 16. Oh, God. Never again. (laughs) Miles, why did you give that to us? He knew. He knew. Yeah. Uh, I I raved about the 13 last last week. This this week, the 13 is shit. Give me more 14. Uh, Yeah. If you see it, buy it. So what is the uh, rating on uh, Uh, your site? We we talked about it last week. Uh, It's a 91 for this beer. For the 2014, uh, for for, oh, for just for, just for the beer, they overall. just uh, keep it yep. overall, all right? Yeah, so fresh, 
91 for sure or higher. It's a very very well made IPA. Uh, it's you know slightly dry. It's not like the bitterness doesn't like it lingers, but on the fresh one it doesn't linger too long. Uh, how long does like the before like the favor starts living on? It it, de- it depends on the on the bottling process and on the beer itself, but usually IPAs the fresh the better. Yeah, like if you can get them, you know when they're right out of the right out of the fermenter, right after they've been dry hopped, you know you know a couple of weeks that is going to be your best IPA right there, and then there's just a a gradual drop off until about. I'd say a couple months in, and then you're going to hit your steeper drop-off. And then the, it's just those hop flavors will start to go away, those right. those more delicate flavors, and they'll be replaced by just a harsher bitterness like this. All right. Yeah. I, think, I do know for sure I like this uh, more this uh, fresher one. Oh, for far sure. More, so. For sure. Where did my notes go, Carlos? Why did you hide <sighs> them from me? Ugh, now I have something cross stuck in my head. <laughs> I refuse to apologize. All right. Sometimes some good old songs are good. And now the Department of Offense presents News with Casey. With that's me. With Casey. With Casey. Hey. Hey. I'm sick of your I'm sick of your tone, Carlos. News with Casey. Casey. That's 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 what I said. Casey. Did you, did you not? Casey. That's that's what I said. <laughs> 25-year-old Idaho man, Matthew Coombs, allegedly broke into Trisha Gillespie's home while nude the other day. Gillespie's husband chased Coombs from the home with a gun, but Coombs wouldn't leave the yard until police arrived to take him away. When Trisha took a look to see if anything was taken... She found that Coombs had turned on the sprayer on the sink and stuck it in a drawer that had started to flood the kitchen. <laughs> really? He's badass. <laughs> right? Oh, he had also shit on the floor and oh. smeared it around everywhere. That's, uh... <laughs> I was waiting for that part. Crazy eyes ain't got nothing on him. Right? Uh, Coombs was not arrested. He was just given two citations and then released. Wow. What? No. Right? He definitely should have gone to a breaking psych ward and entering and uh, Well, it's it's at least there you know, be more to felony Where did this take place? destruction of property. Uh in Idaho. Utaho. You know, you'd think that No, like, Idaho. Yeah, you Idaho. No, Utaho. No, Utaho. Idaho. You would think that in Idaho that uh <laughs> I'm so confused. There wouldn't be that much more going on <laughs> and like maybe they just bring him in anyways. Uh, I maybe or maybe like he got like community service or something. He just has to peel a bunch of potatoes. Well, naked potato and shooting yep. everywhere <laughs> in a flooded kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> An unidentified American exchange student had to be rescued by twenty-two firefighters in southern Germany after he got stuck in a vagina sculpture. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, he just wanted a funny picture. Uh, I would have probably that would probably happen to me too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you just see a vagina sculpture and be like, I, need I want a funny picture. <laughs> and yeah, and then I get stuck. <laughs> well, they didn't put a sign up saying, don't touch. Don't touch the vagina. <laughs> no, I figured they, they, they probably were like, all right, people are going to realize this isn't a real vagina and it's not going to expand to allow <laughs> smaller. <laughs> yeah, stone know, vaginas don't do that. They, they don't. You can't fit in a stone vagina. You can try, though. 
You can, and then twenty-two firefighters have to come <laughs> rescue you. Yeah. I figure it was Did just two firefighters cut? doing. Did they the... have to give it a C-section. <laughs> I figure it was just two firefighters doing the actual work with like the jaws of life opening up the vajoon, <laughs> and then everyone, everyone else with cameras yeah, taking yeah. taking Where's pictures the viral and selfies. Video? Is there with a the video? Guy. There was not a video. But I bet they had a great laugh at that at the fire station later. Probably. Uh, an unidentified woman has been banned from the Memphis, Tennessee Zoo after she climbed over a barrier to the lion enclosure and tried to feed the lions cookies. Her actions were reported by zookeepers, by other zoo uh, patrons, who saw her jump over the barrier and heard her singing to the lions. Another crazy person. Do you think she was singing like Circle of Life or something? She might not have been singing any words. She was probably too high for uh, <laughs> trying to feed them cookies. Were they pot cookies? It's possible, I guess. Oh my god, this picture of the man stuck in the vagina is hilarious. Yeah, it is quite delightful. Google it. Yeah, it's. I'll it's put it on her Facebook. Good call. You should probably like clarify instead of just saying "man stuck in vagina." You should probably <laughs> maybe narrow down your Google search a little bit. Oh, uh, that's what I did. It was the first two on the Google search. So Wait, did you safe. really just I Google? I said man stuck in vagina. <laughs> and that was the first two. And this, the headline for this one says, man gets stuck in a vagina. Student bring meaning to the phrase born again. <laughs> oh, that's a Jesus reference. Uh, black bears in eastern Kentucky are taking a page out of Winnie the Pooh's book and roaming Letcher County for honey. Oh, They have been raiding beehives and breaking into homes to steal honey. Silly bears. I saw a giant black bear when I went fishing the other day. Yeah? Yeah. It's cool. Did Did it try to steal your honey? honey? Nope. Well, that's good. And that, kids, is why you never bring honey into the woods. Did it try to take your picnic basket? Your picnic basket? (laughs) 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 What do you do, boo? Uh, In Alaska, another black bear has a sweet tooth. This one fell through a skylight during a one-year-old's birthday party and immediately went for the cupcakes on the living room table, eating them all. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're sitting around a table, and all of a sudden a bear falls through the ceiling, and then eats all your cupcakes. <laughs> oh my god, what was that? And gets it right up, goes waddles to the cupcakes. And... <laughs> After the cupcakes were gone, the family was able to usher the bear out the back door, but he wasn't quite done yet. He stuck around and peered in at the party through the window uh, on the back porch. So the bear's just like, hey guys, you need more cupcakes? cupcakes? So wait, so he stuck around? Yeah. The bear's like, hey. No, like, how do they usher him outside, though, to get him a... I have no idea. I'm going to be honest, I don't want to be within, like, ten feet of a black bear. So, Carlos, if a bear fell through the ceiling, what is your immediate reaction? First, is there? I'd check to see if there's anybody else in the room. And then I check to see if I can move faster than them. <laughs> Unless, like, I'm really dedicated in, like, whatever show I'm watching, and then I'll just keep watching. And just be like, hopefully the bear will just ignore me. Just keep throwing beef jerky at the bear. No. Why would I? No. Why would I throw beef jerky at the bear? Because then he won't eat you. But I like beef jerky, so no. Do you like not being eaten by a bear more than beef jerky? That's a rough choice. Uh, and if I if it ever came down to it, I might have to make a choice. Between the two, but until then, I think I'm going to uh, 
I'm going to stick with beef jerky for now, being better. That makes sense. Uh, the bear eventually left that party and crashed a second party after that one before wildlife officers caught up with it. And then they had to put the bear down because it had diabetes from eating all the cupcakes. That bear had breaking and entering down. <laughs> right. <laughs> the bear's like, weakest place in the house. The roof. They had to put it down because it was going to teach the other bears how to break and enter into people's houses. <laughs> and steal all the cupcakes. I'm sorry I can't get over this man gets stuck in vagina. It's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing I've seen in a while. Oh, my God. I just imagine that. Okay, continue. All right. uh, a new study published by the CDC. Or, no, oh, hang on. Ooh. That, that, was an, that was an old thing that I, that was, a, never mind. Ignore the CDC thing. You guys are all You got okay. me so intrigued. You get, all right. Well, basically, the new study published by the CDC said that uh, between 2002 and 2010, one in 10 deaths was caused by excessive alcohol consumption. Sounds about right. That's a big number. And, oh, in, in, uh... In men ages, I think it was like 24 to 64. Oh, I would have thought it'd be young people. Nope. <laughs> wow. No. Was that like also including accidents and such? With a- I, I don't know. It didn't, it didn't say. Usually those things do to inflate the numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I just like, wow, that's intriguing. But, I mean, we've been doing this for almost two years and we haven't died yet. So I'm not worried. It could happen though. We've had ten people in the studio, and nobody died from excessive alcohol consumption. We That's how got, statistics work. We haven't gotten work. that far yet, though. Although I volunteer you first, because I don't want to die. <laughs> no, I'm not going to die first. Mind if I take the last of this harvest here? Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I'll be sad. We do have some double IPA on tap. We do. There is that. It's pretty good, but it's not melony. Yeah, that's true. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to try to brew one of these. Because mm-hmm. I really like, I like that melon Southern, character. Yeah. Toss some melon rinds in there. Well, I oh, when I do my watermelon, I have I have all the stuff for a watermelon wheat, yeah. and I was just going to use Hollertau again, but maybe I'll use some of this and try to bring that melon out more. That is a good good idea, Matt. You're a genius. I, anyway, Kim Jong Un apparently doesn't like Seth Rogen's <laughs> new movie, <laughs> The Interview. <laughs> Have you the, seen a trailer for that, Carlos? I've not. I, I haven't seen the trailer yet. They they try and kill him in the movie. Yeah. The interview is about an American talk show host and his producer, played by James Franco and Seth Rogen, accepting a CIA proposal to turn their North Korea trip to interview Kim Jong-un into an assassination attempt. That's Kim, awesome. <laughs> Kim Jong-un has responded by saying that the film is the most blatant act of terrorism and war that will absolutely not be tolerated. And if the U.S. administration allows and defends the showing of the film, a merciless countermeasure will be taken. He will make his own movie, is my theory. Called The Interview 2 ah. with King Jong-un, where he comes to America... To interview Seth Rogen and James Franco, yeah. and then assassinates them. Probably. Starring Seth Rogen and James Franco, and surprise, surprise, they're dead at the end of the film. Oh. Mm. It stars them, but However, they actually play the opposite each other's roles. It is great around. how pissed off the government of oh, North Korea so is angry. about this movie. Well, and the best part, how did the citizens of North Korea find out about it? I don't know. Like... 
Well, that's that's the big question because they're supposedly. Well, I don't think the citizens found out about no, it. No, the, the citizens found out about it before the government what? did, and that and that's why they're so pissed. Is because it's it's a big breach in their in their uh, firewall or whatever for their ah. internet, and apparently people don't like the great leader. I don't understand. <laughs> He's such a good guy oh, and yeah, so yeah. comical. <laughs> so they're going to probably uh, try try to watch it when it comes out illegally, and then they will get killed for watching a Seth Rogen movie. Did his father say anything about uh, him being in uh, Team America? Wasn't that a, or was it? There yeah. was. King John Ill, right? That yeah. was in Team America. He, well, Police. he wasn't in it. Well, no, I know, but just like this. I, one no, I, th- I thought it was Kim Jong Un. No, no, it no, was his father. Ill was at the time. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim Jong Il. Yeah, I it, it, the article didn't say anything about that, but I we just I we needed to talk about this because <laughs> it's fucking funny. First of all, uh, the American government couldn't do anything about this movie, even if they wanted to. Yeah, because it's America. And I don't think Kim Jong-un understands how other countries work. Yeah. No. Or how puny his little country is compared to all of the others. Does he have any friends? Like any Fake country friends? friends? Do like him and Putin hang out? They seem like they'd be friends. I don't know. I think he kind of unfriends all his friends. <laughs> yeah, on time. Kim Jong-un's Facebook page has <laughs> zero friends. It's like that episode of South Park. With the with like the weird kid who has zero Facebook friends, Time dot com says uh, the North Korean government has promised a merciless retaliation against the United States if the interview is released, calling the film an act of war. Yeah, what what are they gonna do? <laughs> are they gonna try to launch a missile that's gonna fail again? Oh no! But I bet you, I bet you, uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco were never thinking they'd be starting an act of war with a movie. Well, the best part is, this is a huge amount of free publicity. Yeah, I'm going right? to see this movie. I didn't even know this movie was coming out. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm going to so see I it saw, now because I saw it on of the, this. The new, the nightly news or whatever. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll go see this now. Yeah, you have to. If you're, if you are a true American, you have to watch this movie. <laughs> I mean. The only thing that could make this movie more American is if somehow they resurrected John Wayne and put him in this movie. <laughs> uh, Seth MacFarlane, a maker of Family Guy, has joined the Reading Rainbow Kickstarter, which has broken the $4 million mark, and is saying that he will match the next $1 million raised for the project. So when they hit $4 million, uh, Seth MacFarlane's like, you know what? I get all this money laying around. It's all Family Guy money. It's just going to keep rolling in. So you guys raise another million bucks, and I'll throw another million on top of that. That's going to put it up to six million. Well, the original goal was one, wasn't it? Uh, maybe I can't remember if it was a million or five hundred thousand. Either way, they blew past their yeah. like. Well, they 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 reached that in less than twenty four hours, yeah, didn't they? They did. Uh, I I think they hit their first. Was it was it three mil? No, it was it was their first million in under twenty four hours. I think they hit two in like three days. My, uh, you know, Cheryl Nelson, my mom's friend, her daughter works at Kickstarter and, mm-hmm. and she uh, got to meet LeVar Burton. That's cool. Jealous. Because of the Reading Rainbow LeVar stuff. LeVar Burton seems like a really cool dude. Yeah, he does. But yeah, she she was working with the Reading Rainbow stuff and got to meet him. Yeah. Yeah. Did she did did she help make the Kickstarter video? Cause that, did, Probably not. Did you see the Kickstarter video? No, I didn't. It's awesome. 
Uh, basically, it's LeVar Burton going into a school and nobody can talk to him because they're all so starstruck. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and then, like, finally one person's like, butterfly in the sky. <laughs> oh, God, that's great. And then the ending was perfect. <laughs> Kickstarter is amazing. I can't remember the name of the, of the actor, but the person who plays uh, Data. Uh, Brent Spiner. Yep. Yep. He, at the very end, he walks in the same school. Like, <laughs> they have no idea who he is. <laughs> uh, how old are these kids? Like, what kind of a school? Uh, it, it was an elementary school, but it was all the teachers and stuff who were... Oh, I was going to say, like, kids know this No, no. Like, I mean, well, the, the, the kids were, like, slack-jawed, but the teacher was the one who was like, Butterfly in the sky. I can fly twice as high. Take a look. All right, I'm done now. <laughs> <laughs> Just because. I recognized him more as... Uh, uh, Jordy LaForge? Jordy, yeah. Can't even remember his name. Gosh. Yeah, sorry. I had Jordy in my head. Oh, man. All right. I'm going to pour some more beer, and then we're going to have our discussion. I'm really excited oh, about today's yeah, discussion. Oh, yeah, I forgot. So, I guess, to preface this... You guys have heard about the whole Ebola outbreak in West Africa, right? Now I have. Yeah, I have now. Oh, okay. So it's apparently the biggest Ebola outbreak in history. And if I'm being completely honest, the only reason I know about Ebola is because of a great 90s I think it was in the 90s, called Outbreak, uh, with uh, Dustin Hoffman. And Morgan Freeman. And Morgan Freeman. And a monkey. And a monkey. And there was a girl too. Was it like uh, Ashley Judd or something? Like you that, have maybe? the laptop in front of you. Oh, IMDb yeah, I that shit. All Bro, right. You, oh, you have a bunch of beer yet? I'm gonna just finish that then. It's the 13, so it's disappointing. 1995. 95. Okay. Rene Russo. All right. So what I know about Ebola is it can be cured by monkey blood. Yes. So. But that's because the monkey started it. Yes. So. We don't know how this started. there's there there's a massive Ebola outbreak, and all I can think of is well shit. Then you get Dustin Hoffman on this. Staff. Oh shit! Kevin Spacey's in the movie too, and so is Cuba Gooding Jr. and so oh, is that's right. Donald Sutherland and Patrick Dempsey. Yeah. I didn't know Dempsey was doing anything back in the 1995. Interesting. Not a whole lot. No. Um, but yeah, so this week we are going to talk about. Disaster. I guess not really disaster movies, but we're going to make our own disaster movie. So you get to think up any sort of disaster. It can be a terror attack. It can be a natural disaster. It can be disease. What ha- what have you. And you have to craft your team of specialists, either out of fictional characters uh, or the people you want to play them. Or like, you know, so fictional characters, actors, it can be any, just your your team of specialists to combat this, how they would combat this, and why you chose them to do that. That's right? a lot to think about. It is. It is, but it'll be fun. We'll, we'll help each other out. We'll help each other out. So, um, Matt, why don't you get us started? Um, so, just... What do you let, want let's, my let's, first let's thing it, to be? Let, you know, let's, let's do it this way. Let's Let's craft it as a group. Oh, okay. That, that might be easier. Right? How do you want this to start? Like, All right. Uh, well, give us what, give us some uh, na- uh, a disaster. Uh, let's say that the interview happened and Kim Jong Un got pissed and did a dirty bomb on the U.S. Okay, so there's a dirty bomb attacking the U.S. Yes. Okay. Immediately, 
I want Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> okay. Well, you got to get his father in there too, then somehow. Donald Sutherland. Yes. Well, but see, Kiefer. I mean, we need Jack Bauer. Oh yes. I, I mean, if if you if you have if you have a dirty bomb in the U.S., Jack Bauer is the obvious choice, isn't it, Carlos? Well, I just I'm not very set on having a bomb in America. I think you should go with something else, a different, a bigger disaster. Well, we'll we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. First, right. we have to deal with the dirty bomb. So, dirty bomb, Kiefer Sutherland, I guess, because uh, he'll fight vampires or something. No, he <laughs> he's Jack Bauer. Oh wait, that's right. He was a vampire. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, the Lost Boys. <laughs> yeah. He was also a gunfighter in what? Young Guns. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So he was a vampire. And, uh, <laughs> so we have vampire Keith Sutherland there wandering around uh, trying to stop the bomb. Because it might infect his blood supplies. Cause it's, oh, because it's at a Red Cross. <laughs> I like it. Okay, so the bomb's going to go off at a Red Cross. The Red Cross headquarters. Where's that? I don't know. Let's say it's in New York. Okay. But the people can't leave because the doors are like taped shut. Tape oh, shit. shut. Well, who's going to help with that, Matt? Uh, well, look at how good Brad Pitt did in World War Z. So I think he has to have something to do with this. I finally saw that movie. Isn't uh, it amazing? Yeah, it, it hit Netflix. It's and I, so I watched good. the I watched the rated version, and then I saw the unrated version. I don't know if I should watch the unrated version or not. I don't think it's going to be any different. I don't think so either. I didn't. I didn't realize there was unrated. Yeah, and Brad Pitt it has issues getting along with Kiefer Sutherland because he's oh, a yeah. member of the Undead. And he doesn't want to get along with a member of the undead. But oh, so Brad Pitt now, it, now it's turning into a reluctant buddy cop movie. <laughs> but but Brad Pitt was also the undead in Interview with the Vampire, so hmm. he could be a vampire too. You know, oh. maybe they're the it's the same person. That's why he wasn't affected by the zombies. Oh, oh man, that could be. But and uh, but I feel I, I feel th- like I, don't think I feel like if, if there's if, if not buddy cop, okay, they don't. Those two do not. Pr- Add the uh, comedy for We it. need somebody in between here. Who's it going to be? Oh, uh, man. Carlos well, should pick the next guy. I think, well, maybe Sarah Michelle Gellar should show. I mean, no, we have, no, no, no. But no. We, we have a bunch of vampires. No, no, no. Okay, fine. Hmm. Well, you could toss in, you know, there's a certain uh, actor that's not doing a whole lot this, these days. Toss in Wesley Snipes. <laughs> What is Wesley Snipes doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my god! Wesley. Well, we have these two uh, vampires. Well, if we're going to Sarah Michelle Gellar and Wesley Snipes, we better get in like John Claude Van Damme and stuff. No, like no, no. We, 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 you, you guys, you guys vetoed Sarah. Okay. So yeah. it's Wesley Snipes. Snipes is coming in his blade. No, he's not his blade. Oh, he's not his blade? But we have vampires. You see, he's just in there as an in-joke for the audience. Oh, okay. Because okay. he's a vampire hunter. Yeah, the in-joke. <laughs> but no, okay. he's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Yes. So somehow we have to intervene. <laughs> we have to so, intervene this This. Uh, okay, Kiefer so what, what, is, what, is, what is Kiefer's profession? I think I still think he's Bomb working stopper. for... I, I think he's working for CTU. Okay. No. Who's, what's CTU? I don't know what that is. Counterterrorism unit. Oh. It's, it's what his job is in 24. No. Okay. No? No, I don't think so. No, he's the killer in phone booth. No. He should be president of the United States. Wait, so Kiefer Sutherland is president of the United States. <laughs> and a vampire. Oh, God. And a vampire. Okay. Why is he I think this would the- be the worst movie ever, having <laughs> Kiefer as a president. Well, Donald's played the president before, so yeah. I guess. Oh, this could be Do- a time travel movie. Don- Donald Sutherland is his secretary of state. I think we should go time travel. 
No. No, no, that's 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 too complicated. Because then they could just solve everything with time. There's already, no, there's, but you said you wanted something else to happen. So that's No, there, there, there's happens. already vampires. We can't add another element on top of it. Otherwise, it complicates things. And the vampirism isn't even the most important part. We still have the bomb going off. Oh, yeah. We haven't dealt with that yet. How is the President of the United States dealing with that, Carlos? He's pissed off because Brad Pitt's in there, and he's like, Brad Pitt's the only one that can actually solve the problem. He's Brad Pitt's going to be the special force going into North Korea. You know, you know who we need opposite of Brad Pitt is, uh, oh God, what's her name from Gravity? Um, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock is the bomb expert. Ah, uh, okay. Going in with Brad Pitt. She'll, she could probably play that in a movie, actually. Yeah. I would watch that movie. She'd have to have the short hair again, too. Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. so Sandra Bullock and Brad Pitt are going in to solve this movie. Yeah, and Brad Pitt or, is like leading the group, and then Brad, and then Sandra. But he's like, I don't gotta, know. I, he's got to like keep the, Sandra safe. I like the thought that Donald Sutherland, like uh, not Donald, like Kiefer Sutherland's, like he's president of the United States, a vampire, and he's also going to try to solve the bomb crisis himself. But he needs a little help from Brad Pitt. Okay, okay, I can, I can see that. Uh, th- where does Wesley Snipes come in? He's just in there for the comic relief. Yeah, oh, okay, he just shows up. Like, Mr. President, there's a bomb. Mr. President, you cannot do that. And then he blows up or something. Okay. No, he doesn't blow up. All right, so that's that's how we would deal with a bomb. Kiefer Sutherland, Brad Pitt, and Wesley Snipes. What about Sandra Bullock? She's the bomb diffuser. That's right. And Sandra Bullock shows up at the last minute to defuse the bomb. Yes. She pulls a a Tom Cruise, like, coming from the ceiling. Yep. Yes. All right. So our next one. And we have to, how does it end? They I defuse say, the bomb. Well, I say they can't defuse it because it's a special bomb that does not get defused. So they have, to, so they have this frantic thing of moving the bomb so it doesn't infect the, infect the world's blood supplies and give everybody like cancer or something. So they they're moving it and then it blows up and they move and it blows the roof off and then uh, all the vampires die because there's sunlight coming in. So then, who's the new president? Sandra Bullock. Donald Sutherland. No, nah, I was going with Sandra Bullock because she's the only one who's not a vampire. Oh, okay. Probably whoever the, the vice president is is going to become the president. Yeah. Who was the vice president? We didn't decide. We didn't decide who the vice president was. It's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> uh, <that's laughs> right. I, like it. I can see it. Over, but he's not overacting. Didn't he play a vampire role. in the movie though too? Probably. Oh, he's played. Can't have him then. Can't have he's him. Everything. No, he, he's not going to be a vampire. He, he's not a vampire in this one. But he's, I thought we were just going with anybody who's played a vampire. No, we're. Just, All right. He's oh, and he's good. He's not overplaying it as a comedy role. He's like really overplaying it as a heavy dramatic role. <laughs> okay. I want to see this movie. Where do we get sixty million dollars so we can make it? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right. Next, next disaster. All right, so we I'm we just that sixty million would go straight to uh, Brad Pitt. So I think we need more than that. Fine, three hundred million dollars. Okay, so we can make this movie because then we can hire Brad Pitt, Sandra Bullock, Kiefer and Kiefer Sutherland, and, and uh, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, man, what a star-studded cast. Where's Clooney in this? I know. I was thinking like that Clooney too, just you're gonna invite me, invite Sandra Bullock. That's All right, fine. I think That's we can fine. you can solve that with this next one. I think this. Uh, All right, what's what's our next what's our next uh, disaster, Carlos? Gravity starts going in reverse. So everyone's floating. <laughs> no, they're getting shot off the earth, except if, unless they're inside. So what? then they have to set up, they have to figure out, they have to like, hmm, let's see, they can't go inside the earth. Okay, so apparently gravity has decided, because it's a sentient being, yeah. that 
it's not going to hold things towards objects. It's going to repel them from objects. And like in the core, how they had to go into the earth to uh, blow up bombs to to, to 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 change the the spin of the earth's core because because the spin changed and that was going to throw everybody off Earth. Instead, they have to go to space and blow up bombs to th- reset the gravity waves. Wow. <laughs> you could probably sell this to a movie studio, actually. Yeah. Okay. So, so are people actually like living on the the stratosphere now, or something? No, or no, the, no, no. It, it's space so like if I touch the table, I'll fly away what, from the table. I, I, all right, Carlos. How, how about this? How about this? Instead of it's happened, we know it's going to happen. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. Kind. We, we, then we, we, we don't have to try and decide how this is going. Yeah. We we know it's going to happen, and so we have to. We have to send up a, a special ragtag crew. A ragtag crew. <laughs> uh, leader of the ragtag crew. George Bruce Clooney. Willis. I was thinking Bruce Willis. <laughs> from... I was, I, I was, yeah, I was going to have Bruce Willis in there. But I think we should have George Clooney in no, there. No, no, we because the, the person who's leading it has to be your blue-collar oil rig. George Clooney is the new president. George Clooney's president. I like that. I know, I no, no, I, I think we need to have a Morgan black Freeman. president. Morgan Freeman is president. We're going deep impact on this bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is happening right after what happened in like the asteroid comes to Earth. I that know. is the effects. The asteroid hitting the Earth the, are That's the right. effects so of this dur- gravity during, situation. During happening. the events of Deep Impact, they were get gearing up for this mission because they knew as soon as the asteroid landed, it was going to reverse gravity. Yes, now, this is a good sequel to Deep Impact. <laughs> and the reason they're sending Bruce Willis up there is because he's an expert at digging gravity wells. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the fact is, he f- helped the Earth in Armageddon, no, which no, happened a f- it's like different years that, before. That was dealing with an oil well. This is a gravity well. Secretary, uh, completely the, different. The, the Secretary of Defense. Or, no, I take that back. The head of NASA in this movie is Kevin Costner. I could go with that. Yeah, I like Kevin. Right. You should get uh, 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 the guy who played Bat- Michael Keaton somewhere in there, too, then, if you have Kevin Costner. Hmm. Michael Keaton gets him coffee. Michael Keaton no. should be the bad guy. Yeah. He should be the evil Did you guys see Robocop? He should be, like, uh, the EPA guy in Ghostbusters, where he's like, this is going to be an environmental disaster. No, yeah. not EPA. Did you see RoboCop, the new one? I have not seen the. Ro- I thought it was really RoboCop. good. Michael Keaton plays the bad guy. Oh yeah, it's cool. It's awesome. Uh, all right, so let's so let's focus on the ragtag crew. So it's headed by. Do we decide on Bruce Willis? Yes, because he's he knows how to uh, mine gravity wells. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, so we need the uh, the attractive younger person that's going after Bruce Willis's daughter, and I think we should go with Nicholas Cage for this role. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's a, it's a little different of a role, but I think you can pull it off. I I, vote, I veto that one. No, uh, I'm trying to think. Who would be good in the attractive, younger role? Um, this, um, James Franco? No. No, no he's, he's too comical. Too um, man, who's... James McAvoy. Oh, McAvoy. That's a James good call. James McAvoy. Oh, yeah. McAvoy. Professor X himself. Um, and then I'm thinking, well, uh, uh, Steve, uh, Bashemi. He's already in Armageddon with them. We got to have a new rig yeah. team. Okay, fine. Who's good? Otherwise, Are, we, fine. we already have a love going on with Bruce Willis' daughter. We, we're going True, like okay. straight you're, you're, to this. You're, you're right. All right, fine. The crazy guy on the crew, Nicholas Cage. All right. <laughs> we're, we're playing to his strength of this one. Okay, I was going to say either that or, or maybe uh, Nicholas Cage will play Bruce Willis' daughter. 
no. Uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the crazy cosmonaut that they have to meet up with, Keanu Reeves. I can go with that. that yeah. yeah. I that think the be... scientist of the crew should be uh, Ewan McGregor. All right. Once he puts on his glasses, he's a good scientist. Uh, oh, and Bill Paxton is going along as the <laughs> as, as the uh, grizzled veteran of NASA who's actually flying the shuttle. Okay, you're going with some uh, Alien 2 here? Yeah. I see this, I see this. And they're coming all the walls. <laughs> <laughs> he says that because be tri- they come across them. Because they need, they need them for this mission really badly. And they come across them while he's tripping on LSD. I think we should have Tom Cruise somewhere in here too. Then somehow, uh, no. no, this is, this isn't a Tom Cruise. We don't have any yet. women in this yet. There's no one for him to run. Well, we, no, we have we have uh, Bruce Willis's daughter, Liv Tyler. No, who's being played by, um, hmm, the, hmm, how about, man, she's definitely got to be older now, seeing as Bruce is pretty great. You're right. Uh, Did you guys see Red? Tina Fey. <laughs> Tina Fey. <laughs> that's an odd one. Okay. That's a really odd one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Who else could? Um. All right. So, well, all right. So we're still trying to cast the daughter, right? Um. Man, that's hard. That's rough. Because it has to be somebody... Oh, I know. It'll be uh, the girl from... Uh... Ellen Page? No, no, not Ellen Page, although that's not bad. Uh, go with... Uh, from uh, Parks and Rec, the girl from that... Uh, oh, Audrey Plaza. Audrey... Yeah, Audrey, Audrey oh, she's Plaza. she brown hair? I don't know who that is. Uh, she's she's, the, the, she's the... She snarks all the time. Yeah, she has the dry the humor. Pan. I don't know. Okay. Um, but okay. And like that way, like she can just be like all dry witted about the whole thing that's going on. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, okay. So we have we have the daughter. We've cast a woman. Well, we could do. I think the crew. They, 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 the crew. The crew needs a woman. Yeah. Should we just cast Sandra Bullock? Oh, <laughs> I can think of a new one. Okay. Um, who's going to be on the crew? We need somebody. We need Gary Oldman in this somehow. Or maybe for the next movie. Next oh, okay. movie. Okay. We I mean we got one more. I gotta come up with a disaster yet. Okay. Uh female is going to be Oh, um I'm a crew. Somebody's gonna fit in. Somebody's gonna fit in? Hmm. Oh, what about uh the actress who plays Kaylee from Firefly? Oh yeah. Yeah. She could be the ship's mechanic again. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I like that one. She um, she's too oddball for the for the rag team crew. What, I think. Why are you talking about the? Oh, what about the what about the uh, the the actress who plays Zoe? Um, she's in Suits now. I can't remember her name. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking an older one. Well, she, she's the, she's older now. Yeah. Well, maybe. Um, I think she'd work. Yeah. Or we could just get Betty White. No, that's not. <laughs> what about uh, like Tilda Swinton? No, she's a little too odd. I think. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Hmm. All right, so who, who's our crew so far? We have Bruce Willis. Yeah, Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. 
and that's Ewan it, right? McGregor's a scientist. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and Bill Paxton. Oh, and Bill Paxton. And Bill the, Paxton. The, we, the the girl should also be another uh, pilot. Uh, yeah, an, another astronaut with Bill Paxton. So we need somebody who can astronaut with Bill. So somebody who's serious, but who's definitely going to die. <laughs> uh, what about Jennifer Conley? I don't know who that is. Uh, what about? Give me a movie. Jennifer Connelly was in, uh, she was in Labyrinth. She played the main girl in Labyrinth, and she was in uh, Requiem for a Dream. Oh, okay. And, okay. Uh, or how about we go with uh, Ross from Friends? <laughs> what about Amila Clark from Game of Thrones? Oh. Khaleesi. Yeah. No, Khaleesi's too too young looking. I don't know. When she has her actual black hair, she looks older. Um. What a uh, going down the Game of Thrones route. What about uh, the girl Emily Blunt? Cer- what about the girl who plays Cersei? And she could just be a really bitchy co-pilot. Yeah, I don't like her that much. Okay. Um, what about Emily Blunt? I could go with Emily Blunt. I like Emily Blunt a lot. Yeah. All right, Emily Blunt. So or Jennifer Lawrence. <sighs> J Lo. Too young. She does. Young. She doesn't fit. She doesn't fit. Emily right. Blunt. Emily Blunt. So our our crew. So Morgan Freeman. Is the president. Is the president. And he has sent this... Well, he has talked to Kevin Costner, who's the head of NASA, while the whole deep impact thing was going on, about sending up a crew to deal with the gravity wells. Kevin Costner, not having anybody who can actually do it, contacts his offshore gravity welling specialist, Bruce Willis. Yep. And he puts together his drilling team that consists of Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage, uh, and B- no, it, he needs one more person. We need a black guy. Oh yes, right. we do. Lawrence Fishburne. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty rag team. Yeah. All right. So we got we, we got, got Keanu here too. So. We, Keanu's already up in space. They have to meet up him with him to refuel. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I think we should have Gary Oldman should be uh, the president's like the guy his right hand man who's telling him the wrong stuff to do. But Kevin Costner is the one that's like, no, this is what is, we is, have is, to do. Is Gary Oldman the VP then? Sure. No, no, I think he should just be the secretary. Yeah, secretary of state. So, yeah, okay. the person that right. the president's going to be. Like, right. Oh yeah, we should do that. All right. So Gary Oldman, the secretary of state. All right. So Bruce Willis puts together his team, or like he he's like, I need these people, and it ends up being Nicolas Cage and. <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. And then they send up two astronauts with them who are uh, Bill Paxton and Emily Blunt. And they have to dock with the ISS where they get Keanu Reeves. Doing a horrible accent with some, but some other... Because <laughs> he's Russian in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, make him a Kazakhstani or something. No, no, no. he's Russian. He's Russian. <laughs> okay. And then they have to go to the moon to blow up the moon to fix the gravity wells. No, no, they don't blow up the moon. They have a bunch of bombs going off around the Earth. They have to blow up bombs on the moon that rotate it so so the other side faces us. Ooh. Oh, okay. And that'll reset all the gravity wells. They're not bombs. They're rockets. Yes. Uh, Yes, connect (laughs) rockets to the moon. Yes. And And at the end, Bruce Willis has to stay back all alone. He's going to, but then out of nowhere... Nicholas Cage knocks him out and tells the crew to take him with him and that Nicholas Cage will stay there and do it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And then Nicholas Cage finds the treasure. Oh, I wish people are on chat to give us more hints <laughs> with this. this Miles has been texting me. 
<laughs> All right. What, what's your uh, what's All right. your disaster, sir? So we've done we've done terrorism. Yes. Natural. We've disaster. done natural. I think Dogs. I. I well, no, I, I think I think we really need to bring it back to the root of the discussion and talk about disease. I think we need to think uh like who is going to fight a like a mass pandemic. There's a pandemic happening and we need to stop it right now. Mm. Who is our head of CDC? Or no, I take that back. Who are our uh WHO doctors on the ground? We need yeah. the people at the source. Was Nicholas Cage Jody in, Foster. in both the movies so far? Mm. Was it Nicolas Cage in both the movies? Was he also in the first movie that yes. we were talking about? Nicolas Cage has been in everything. I think we should give him a main role this time. He should also be the other Who doctor. No, I think Nicolas Cage already bought a castle with our previous two movies. Well, I still need think he one. needs a role in it somehow. He has to. We yeah, he's in our movies. last two movies. We can't exactly. have him in this one. We can't. No, Nicolas Cage needs a break. These two movies are already filming. We can't afford him for a third. Okay, so. I think we can get him for cheap. No, Nicolas Cage is directing. Oh, I like it. Okay, there we go. All right, what did, what did we say? Okay, so we have uh, our Who doctor on the ground is... Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster is on the ground. She's she's at ground zero. Her... Uh, and then, like, who's her contact at the CDC? She Orlando needs, Bloom. Ooh, I haven't seen him in anything in a while. What, is he, what has he been up to besides hobbiting? <laughs> I don't know. Like, does he even act anymore? <laughs> Her contacts be like uh, Brian Cranston. I like that. We need some Cranston action in here, and I think I think we should bring back a little bit of Breaking Bad with it and cast Aaron Paul in something too. Hmm. Where would we put him? We need what other characters you want in this? Um. All right. So we we have the ca- we have the contact at the CDC. And there's a problem now. And or should we have Brian Cranston be on the floor and Jodie Foster be the contact? No, no, he shouldn't. I don't think he should be on the floor. Okay. Well, yeah, I, no. Well, I, I, Cranston does really well when he's interacting with other, like, dealing with bureaucracy and being like, Arr! Who should we have the leader of the CDC? Or maybe that should be Cranston. No. no we well, need an old person. An old person. Okay. Should we have, like, Ian McKellen or somebody like that? Brian Cranston's an old person. Well, I mean, like an older person. Older. Um. Hmm. Alan Alda. Alan Alda is the head of our CDC. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. <laughs> Christopher Walken, man. No, it's Alan Alda, and he just and he still goes by Hawkeye. Okay. That's stu- so stupid. <laughs> Fine, he doesn't go by Hawkeye, but Alan Alda is the head of our CDC. Because I Christopher Walken that. should be patient zero. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Christopher Walken dies in the first five minutes of the film. But his acting in the first five minutes was the best acting you've ever He's seen. Like, I'm about to die. When you actually have Christopher Walken in an acting role, he is amazing. Yes. He was hunting a deer. <laughs> or or, or was seven he psychopo- psychopaths. He was hunted by a deer. Sure. Yeah. All right. So uh, Jodie Foster contacts Brian Cranston because... Uh, well, they have to find out who Patient Zero is first. They don't know who this is. Yeah, because that's right. Stuff's already going she, on. She, she's in Africa, and because that's where all these diseases start. <laughs> Why is Chris Rock in there? He's like a philanthropist or some, something. No, he's a poacher. He's a poacher. He's a poacher. Ah, yeah. okay, okay. He's a poacher. He poached the wrong thing and then like ate it and or something and got the disease from it. Something. Yeah, there there was something okay. going on there. 
So she's got to meet somebody in Africa because she's trying to figure out who Patient Zero is. Yes. So, um, hmm. Let's see who she meets up with. Chris Rock in Africa. No, no. <laughs> he, he is not gonna. <laughs> no, that would ruin our movie right there. Really Fine, would. Cuba Gooding Jr. What about what about? Doesn't have to be a black Closer. person. Well, yeah, huh? I think so. I was thinking like, uh, what's his face? The guy who plays Agent Smith or something like that. Oh no, no. Who plays Muldoon in uh, Jurassic Park? Who? Uh, the guy who's like clever girl. Oh, I don't know because he's that is. South African. I don't know. Okay, we'll go with him. All right. So the guy who plays Muldoon in Jurassic Park. I don't know. He might be a little too old for this. Yeah, that was quite a while ago. Yeah, but he's been working in remote African villages as a doctor. I I don't think so. I think. Uh, what about just Sam Neil? Sam Neil. All right. I mean, he's pretty old now too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we could do uh, Yvonne Strahovski. Uh, she's uh, in Chuck. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum's going to be in this movie, okay, for good. sure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Muldoon is Bob Peck. Bob Peck. No, I don't think so. No. He died in 1999. Jorge Garcia is there. He really? I didn't um, know that. Yeah, he, at oh, the age of man. 53, he died. That really just kind of brings me down. <laughs> that was, that was uh, let's see, Jurassic Park came out we can't in have Dennis Hopper in this movie, too. He's dead. Oh, man. Bowser. So many yeah, dead people true. in this movie. <laughs> okay, where are we? Where are okay, we? well we're tr- we're still we're, tr- we're still trying to figure out who he's meeting with. Um, so I'm who played the South African in uh District not or District Thirteen was that? Oh, the guy who was also in Elysium. Yeah. What if we meet uh Dijmon something? He was the black guy in uh Gladiator that fixed. Oh, his, the there we go. He's also in Blood Diamond as well. With okay. DiCaprio. All right. So, so we so we meet up with him. He has he has a small role in this film, and he leads us to the poaching camp, where we see Christopher Walken dying. Because throughout this throughout this opening sequence, I feel like we keep getting we 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 see Christopher Walken, you know, poach the thing like a walrus. But isn't or the whatever. disease already going on? Like, yeah, okay, shouldn't he be yeah. dead already? Yeah. So I guess I guess we're seeing flashbacks of Christopher Walken throughout this. Okay. 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 Uh, like, and the doctor that's trying to help Christopher Walken is... Find, find, finds the poaching camp uh, and finds a, just a bunch of dead people. Okay. Uh, the person, the doctor... But if we're having flashbacks, we got to have a doctor that's in there, but he's still alive I'm thinking there, no still alive because, right because Christopher Walken is stealing every scene as he's oh, okay. dying. We just know... Just just some some new actor. Oh, okay. And it wouldn't be a... Like, it's, they're it's not a big there, part. And then they get, they're going to be one of the people that get... Yeah, they're one of the by. corpses when they show yeah. up. I figured he might still be alive right. because he might have the information so, of what they need. No. 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 Uh, that's, that's, that's all done with lab work at the CDC because this disease... Comes back to America. Oh, by hitching a, tra- a ride. By hitching a yeah, ride. Yeah, because Jodie Foster finds the disease and has it, but then something happens on the plane. And what if the plane crashes and then the disease gets less loose, like they land in a major urban place or something? Yeah, it crashes in an urban place, and some little kid like goes up, and then he gets sick. Like Georgia. Yeah. Because Atlanta's a big hub, or JFK. Well, Atlanta's where the head of the CDC is. Oh, okay, perfect. So it's perfect. Okay, it crash right. lands in and Georgia, that's, and that's why you know Brian Cranston can get there so quickly. Or Atlanta, it crash lands in Atlanta because that's where they're flying to. Yep, and something goes wrong. All right, 
Man. And then that's where, once you're in Atlanta, you have a different crew going. I think, like, that'd be... So, like, you have the people that send over the, came over on the plane. And that's where Aaron have, Paul comes in. He's the head of the ground crew no. in Atlanta. Oh, I don't man. think... I think we should... That's but he can go, that's diseases, of, bitch! He's no. like the... He is an EMT. He's an EMT that goes and tries... Before anybody gets there, he tries to save people on the plane, but he's one of the first people that gets sick. All right. And he starts... Nobody knows he was there, really, so he starts spreading the disease around Atlanta. Aaron Paul causes all the problems. Meanwhile, the I protagonist like going on in Atlanta, while the other people are going on in South Africa... So, wait, who, Jeff who, Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum will be the main protagonist oh, in Atlanta. yeah. This is a Jeff Goldblum vehicle. That'd be pretty awesome, actually. I was going to say maybe Aaron Paul goes and does his work there, but he doesn't know he's sick, and then meets up with Jeff Goldblum somewhere. And Jeff Goldblum is like, dude, you're sick, and then quarantines him and he dies. Okay. Oh, no, 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 no. The entire time, Jeff Goldblum and Aaron Paul are an item. And- <laughs> oh, okay, just in time for Pride, right? Yeah, and then, and then so they're... <laughs> and so... Like kind of like an outbreak where you know he's trying to save his wife. Jeff Goldblum is spending the entire movie trying to save, save Aaron, Aaron Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but he doesn't succeed. What a beautiful love. <laughs> I love this movie already. <laughs> so how does it end? With Aaron Paul dead? Yeah. Well, besides that though. Um like there's a huge infection hitting Atlanta now. This is the prequel to the movie The Road. That's what this is. I like it, yeah. Because it, it, it has a bleak ending. I feel like this movie has to have a bleak ending. All of our other ones ended on a happy note. Yeah. This one, the disease runs rampant. Ten percent of the population survives. Yeah, the disease runs rampant. Then the only way to cure it is starting nuking places to try and rid the disease. But that just makes it worse. And then finally, the whole world's nuked. Ten percent of the world is alive still. I like it. Because it feeds. I'm it's not board. just... Aim- yeah, yeah, and the, the, the disease is still going on, but the people that are left alive are the ones who are immune to the disease. I like it. I'm I'm totally on board with that. And then Vigo comes in. And then the apes take over. Yes. Well, the apes have already died. Oh, that's right. This is right. This isn't a problem. I can't but... wait for Rise of the Planet of the right? Apes. Right? That's soon, isn't that's it? That's like be, next yeah, week or great. something. It's next week? It's, it's in the next week it's or in, so. I'll look it up. Oh man, we're gonna go see the shit out of that movie. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. I'm going is in my, so great. I, I'm going in my gorilla suit again. Or Dawn. Wait, Rise was the 2011. Right. One. What's the next? No, one? no. Uh, this Rise is this one. Rise is this. It one. says 2011 on this one. That. No, it's Dawn of the. Well, I think it's Dawn of the Planet. Is, of the Apes. is it Dawn? Maybe. Was Rise the last one? Maybe it was. I don't know. I want to watch that. Yeah, because that's the new one. Dawn. You get to see one. Draco Malfoy get tased. Yeah. And Gary Oldman's in it. July 11th. Ah man! Oh, that's the weekend of the of the uh, homebrew River Falls thing. days. Yep. Hey, Andy Circus plays Caesar. Yep. He played. Who Caesar else in the are going to do pl- that's going to play? Yeah. See, who who does CG character Just acting saying. besides Andy Circus? But I'm excited for Gary Oldman. It's going to be so good. That was a fun discussion, guys. It was. Oh my god! I'm watching the trailer right now. It's beautiful. I'm not that excited about it. You should be. You really should be. Yes, you should be. All right, guys. Have you been sitting around at home trying to figure out, man, I really like those Blind Ninja Studios guys, but I wish I could give them money. Oh, yes. Well, you can. You really can. We actually have a couple ways you guys can support us. Uh, One is you can support us directly by going to patreon.com slash blindninjastudios and making a monthly donation, and you get a little bit of a... 
I guess, reward or treat in return. Yeah, we may be making t-shirts sometime. Uh, so you can find that at patreon.com slash Studios. If you go to blindingstudios.com, you can find it at the bottom of our homepage. That's right. It used to be at the top, and now it's at the bottom. Change the stuff up. All right. The other way you can support us is if you go to blindingstudios.com, and uh, you'll see an Amazon link at the bottom of the homepage. You go ahead and click on that, do your regular Amazon shopping, and we'll just get a cut of that. Uh, you're going to do that shopping anyway, and we're going to get a nice chunk of that. So why have that money go to Amazon when it can come support us? It's a super easy way to just show us how much you care. Of course, there's always the method of uh, getting a money brick put together and throwing it at us. You're right. Carlos wants you to pelt him with bricks of money. Do it. Yeah. And honestly, I'm okay with that. So am I. <laughs> uh don't forget about the Divine Homebrew Competition on Sunday, July 13th. That's going from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. If you're in the area, please come down. I believe it's uh, 5 or 10 bucks to get in for all day. And there's going to be a bunch of great homebrew. There's going to be a bunch of breweries there. Uh, so you'll be able to try some of their beer. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a big event this year. Plus, we're live broadcasting the entire thing. Uh, we're doing a live uh, showing of Homebrew Bound, and we're going to do some live interviews and stuff like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So if you can't make it uh, that day, you can at least listen in live. And that's going to be at blindedstudios.com slash live is, uh, for all the audio. I don't think we're going to have any video up, but we'll have the audio feed going. And if you have any feedback on this episode or any show ideas that you'd like to send us, go ahead and send those to feedback at blindedstudios.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindedstudios or follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye.